if you live or do something long enough, you're going to face it. If you do, just remember the what got you there. Just stick with it. You, you'll make it through. Let's say, when I was at uh, GP, then nobody want to be utility. So they, hey, Rob, you be utility. Why well, I want to do what nobody else want to do? <laughs> me being me. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. So I, fit, I figured out a way to make the job a Rob job, right? Now everybody in the mama want to be utility now, right? So I'm like, all right. Put you on the table. Okay. I struggled like a mother the first, uh, first couple months on the table. Mm-hmm. But like everything else, I figured out how to do raw. But it just, it just show you the, the different steps. There is no yeah. You might start off as the no-namer. If you work hard enough, you're doing it. Right. Eventually, you might be that guy. You know what right. I'm saying? They be like what it be like, like you already know what it is. It's your boy Cavalier like my way, and this is Cut the Noise, growing through conversation. Today I got a special guest, my boy, my homie, none other than Mr. Rob Smith. What's going on, Yeah, dog? what's going on with you, dog? Man, ain't nothing to it, bro. But in celebration of my dog mm-hmm. getting this new job, oh yeah, my boy, my boy out here with me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We, we moved to the pharmaceutical industry. We ain't yeah. selling dope, dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, congratulations on the job. I appreciate it. Man, uh, what are your thoughts so far about your new position? Mm. See, uh, see more laid back than my other jobs. Right. I, I, I was leaning towards trying to find something like that. Right. Yeah, got, got get, I get tired of getting beat up a lot. <laughs> my old job, I was like, ah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to jobs, what type of work have you done in the past, bro? Mm, I hung birds at Butterball. Mm-hmm. I did that for about seven years. And then I went to GP, slung a little wood. No pun intended. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so that's about it. Well, before all that, I was a dishwasher at uh, a Taste of Country yeah. way back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, how long did you work these other jobs? Butterball was seven. GP was 11. And Taste of Country. You don't have to count yeah, that. Yeah, okay, all right. You ain't got to count that. Shoot, that's 17 years of working, cuz. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what's up. How, how, how old your oldest child? Uh, 14. 14. See, my man been working before he had to work. I said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, once you get these babies, boy, it's like, got I work, got man. to work now, yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, man, that's that's amazing. So, how would you say uh, the job that you had in the past have prepared you for your prison? Hey, no lie, Kyle. Everything that I've done at Butterball and most of the stuff I did at GP, I'm doing it at. So I was, like, I was just telling Mo, I was like, man, everything I done on my last two jobs, I'm doing here. So it, it shouldn't be no big trans, you know, transition. Right, right, right. No more than the hours working yeah. at night. But bruh. So that's one thing I gotta say is for me, it was like the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Because before I was there, I started I was working in uh the pig industry. You know, mm-hmm. I'm working on the hog farm. Oh yeah. I'm loading mm-hmm. trucks. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, the way you do anything is how you do everything. Yep. You know what I mean? If I think you said it on a, a, on an earlier podcast we did, was you can't teach people to work hard. Mm-mm. Either they got it or they don't. Yep. 
You know what I mean? And whenever I was working on the hog joint, I was wearing coveralls. I was wearing rubber boots. Mind you, I was stomping through some, some mush. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was dealing with pigs. And at times I had to, you know, call our animals, man, kill hogs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was doing the dirty work. Yeah. Then when I moved to the pharmaceutical industry, I'm wearing coveralls. Yep. I'm wearing rubber boots. Mm-hmm. Now the fabric a little different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the environment is different because we're not. I'm not outside. I'm not working with livestock. But I'm literally in the same quote unquote uniform. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. a lot of times people feel like, oh man, this is a different industry. It's a different thing. Is but I ain't never went to a job, bro. Well, you ain't getting no training. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I seen, I, I think it was on Instagram, there was a brother, he was like, man, y'all need to start lying on your resume. Mm-hmm. You might not want to do that. <laughs> uh, but he said, man, get just get the job, man, get the job. They're going to train you anyway. Yep. He was being funny, I think. But realistically, that's why you get the job. Yep. Based off of your work history and your ability to to, to do something in the same vein, mm-hmm. maybe not the same job, but they're gonna train you for what you don't know. Yep. That, that's what I told my man when he was interviewing me. I said, uh, he said, you just want to start uh, doing something that you never had. Hey, I don't think you got to do. Just show me how to do it, and we'll let the rest fall. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause when I went to GP, I ain't know nothing about plywood and all that stuff. Right. They taught me though. Right. But same thing with butterball. Right. So you, you don't just go in day one and start throwing birds on the hook, right? Yeah, uh-uh. You know what I mean? They, they mm-hmm. give you some play-by-play. They yeah. give you some protocol. And they, they, they probably even lead you down a path where you start doing something simple, right? Mm-hmm. And then they build you up right. based off of what they see out of you. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing about life, man. A lot of times we look for things to just happen. Yeah, We, we look for situation just flip in our favor where we can get the end result mm-hmm. but there's a process gotta be a process there's a process even in the interview i think i did a, a video a little while back while i was talking about interview advice what type of advice would you give a young brother or even a sister that's sitting down at an interview what would your main advice be for them bro mm. i'll be Honest as possible mm-hmm. and real as possible because right. some people can see through that myth. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then whenever okay, let's say they don't see through it and you lied about everything, and then <laughs> when they when they hire you, you be like, Hey <sighs> You know what I'm saying? That's now right. they ain't gonna believe that you got going on, you know what I'm saying? Right. So So honesty. Mm-hmm. Honesty and being being straight up. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh from my perspective, I'd say in an interview, I say confidence oh, yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with honesty, if you honest, you got to be confident in what you're saying anyway. Yeah. But there's no reason not to be confident because mm-hmm. you're telling the truth. True. Yep. Right? But confidence and another another tip I would say, which is natural for cats like us, but bring some humor in the room. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, think, I think humor win people over but you can win people over a whole lot better with sugar than you can salt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, if you 
if you funny, if you're likable, mm-hmm. if you're entertaining, not like you tap dancing for the man, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can be memorable. Yeah. Because if, they, if let's say people they're interviewing, let's say four or five people, or, or let's say 20 people, mm-hmm. why they gonna pick you? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta be memorable. You gotta put down an impression and make people feel like, I like I'd like to be around this cat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do you think about that, dog? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I agree with you on that. Because uh, no matter where I go, I got to say something funny. <laughs> and then uh, next thing I say, hey man, that's that cat that said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it'll almost build your uh, your character or your mm-hmm. personality for them. So lock in on that. Yeah. So. Hey, but if you ain't funny, don't try to be funny. Nah, then you just come out weird. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is true, man. That's why I think like some of the best actors and comedians are, are comedians mm-hmm. because you can't act funny. Mm-mm. You either are or you aren't. You yeah. know what I mean? But you can fake or pretend like any other range of emotion. Mm-hmm. But comedy is something that's so genuine. I think that's why, like, people with a sense of humor or have that comedic vibe are so likable. Mm-hmm. But going back to our topic, nothing being lost, can you think of a point in your life where you went through a situation and didn't quite go your way, but you learned something for your next situation? Mm. That sound like an interview question, don't yeah. it? That sound like an interview question. That's how them boys hit you. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I ask that because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have quote-unquote failed experiences mm-hmm. or things don't go our way, and we feel like, oh, man, that, that we failed. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. But a lot of times those failures are just setups where we can, how, how, how Joe Osteen said, it's preparation for a comeback. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a setup for a comeback. But uh, me personally, I remember the first time I had an interview at the facility, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I didn't get the job. But in the interview, I was talking about how, I was talking about how, you know, if the position's for me. If God says it for me, it's for me. Mm. I'm in there talking like I ain't got the job. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times we have this idea in our mind that being humble is so so righteous, so holy. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm humble, you know, oh, man, you know, they'll make a way. Yeah. But sometimes when you're humble, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to go another way. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Next go round, I got another interview a few months later. And uh, on the way to the job, I was in the car and I was listening to uh, Mary Mary. And it was Go Get Your Blessing. Mm -hmm. I literally hated this song (laughs) before this day. Yeah. I'm telling you, I really didn't like this song. I thought it was one of the cheesiest songs. Mm -hmm. But on my way to this interview, I was listening to the song. And I'm like, Go get, go get. Mm-hmm. I can't stand. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, it spoke to me, mm. and it was like, yo, if you want this job, go get it. Go get it. 
go get it. So I'm sitting in the interview after that. I'm there, you know, got my little dress shirt on and stuff, trying to look professional. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they start start going through their questions, feel, and they hit me with a similar question. It was like, what? How would you feel if you didn't get this job? And my reply, mm -hmm. not no super humble, uh, you know, if it's for me, it's for me. Mm -hmm. I said, I feel bad for y'all. Oh, yeah. He said, what you mean? I said, because y'all want to got the best candidate. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if y'all looking for the best candidate, mm -hmm. y'all obviously hire me. Right. But if y'all didn't, I feel bad for the company because they wouldn't have my talent. Mm-hmm. And the face that they made was like, yo, mm -hmm. they were blown back. Like, oh yeah, I wasn't expecting that because mm -hmm. it was a different group of people to interview me. But it was like, I didn't, they didn't see that level of confidence coming. They didn't know that they was going to have a response where you're like, nah, he, he the one. Mm -hmm. Even if he ain't the one, he show act like yeah, he the one. Like he show act like he the mm -hmm. one. Let's, let's give him a shot. But uh, to get a no and then take the lessons from the no so that you can turn it into the, a yes is, in truth, the ability to leave nothing left. Leave nothing on the table. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't nothing wasted. Mm -hmm. You can learn from everything, bro. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, so you even learn more. From uh, no or uh, a letdown or whatever you want right. to call it, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you think about it, even in like uh, relationships, marriages, if there's something wrong, you can fix it. Mm -hmm. You can make, you can repair, you can adjust, you can pivot on the football field. I was just about to say that. Yeah. We'll go ahead then. Yeah. Hey, let's say you get drugged every week, <laughs> right? <laughs> But every week you getting drug even less. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later you gonna win. Right. Why? Because you're learning from getting drug each week. Right. But if you always win, you gonna notice. You gonna see the little thing that's doing wrong, but you ain't gonna pay too much attention to it because you win. That ain't where your focus is. Mm -mm. You gonna run into Wallace or James Keenan. No. They <laughs> gonna thump their head for you, and then, <laughs> and then all them uh, Princeton's, John, uh, no Johnsons, and yep. them, them cupcake teams. Yeah. Hey. Dang, he called them cupcakes. Yeah, they were, hey, they were cupcakes compared yeah. to Wallace and James Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. You have to go through adversity. Mm -hmm. You got to go through some of them hitters yeah. that'll show you where your flaws are. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. Would you really want to have a cupcake season in your life and then the championship time to play? Whew. And now you got to go against a beast? Mm-hmm. You got to go against somebody that's been through adversity, mm -hmm. that's been down by 20 and came back and won the game. Yeah. You know, like, they got a different level of hunger. Mm -hmm. But if you've been playing a little patty cake hey. league, you're going to know what to do. you be like, oh, what am I going to do? It's going to be rough for you. Get back on that bus and go home. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody on the bus ride quiet. Quiet. Mm -hmm. But see, what 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 would you say to a person, uh, preferably a younger person, mm -hmm. that hasn't had a taste of adversity, that hasn't took a L, that hasn't 
really went up against real competition, what advice would you give them? If you live or do something long enough, you're going to face it. Just when you do, just remember the what got you there and just stick with it. You, you'll make it through. You'll make it through. I like that, bro. You got to push, man. Got to push. Through. You got to push. Uh, uh, my bad. You well, going to uh, take that. Let's say when I was at uh, GP, uh, then nobody want to be utility. So they, hey, Rob, you be utility. Yeah, man, I don't want to be utility. Why well, I want to do what nobody else want to do? <laughs> so, all right, me being me. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. So I, feel, I figured out a way to make the job a Rob job, right? Mm-hmm. Now everybody in the mama want to be utility now, right? So I'm like, all right, go ahead. So, all right, Rob, we're going to put you on the table. Okay. I swear like a mother the first, uh, first couple months on the table. Mm-hmm. But then, hey. Like everything else, I figured out how to do raw. Right. Now everybody want to work with raw. No, hey, come on now. So I, hey, I was I, I was alright with that until yeah. start putting them handicapped people, you know, the people that can't work with. Yeah. Like, hey guys, Woo. flag on the play. Yeah, we, we ain't gonna keep doing this now. <laughs> but yeah, I went. I, so I, I went from being that guy, the struggling guy, to the guy everybody wanted to work with mm. to, hey, we'll just put anybody with Rob because he, he'll carry the load. Mm. But that got old quick. But um, yeah. <laughs> but it just, just show you the, the different steps there is in life, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might start off as the no-namer. Yeah. But sooner or later, if you work hard enough and, you know, keep doing it, right. eventually you might be that guy. You know what right. I'm saying? So. Man, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's real, dog. Hey, quick thing, man. I might pivot a little bit here. Mm hmm but uh, one thing I got to say about you, bro, is your heart. Mm. Like, you have, like, one of the most genuine hearts. And one thing, you know, last year was a real rough year. Oh, yeah. When uh, your wife, Mo, went through her situation with COVID and was in a coma for how long? Uh, what, three months? Good God. Mm -hmm. uh, scary time. Yeah. But I must say, you, I'm pretty sure you were worried. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you were stressed. Mm -hmm. But you never showed that. You always showed a level of confidence. Oh, yeah. Of faith. And how? How did you do that, bro? Well, it started off, I didn't understand what they were saying. So, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. So, but the more... The more I, I started understanding what they were saying, I was like, oh, man, this is way serious than I thought it was. Right. So I can't, okay, so if I am worried, I could be worried when I'm by myself. Hmm. But I can't go home and let, let Taylor them see it. Right. Now nah, they worry, you know. So I just try, uh, just believe God was going, whatever the outcome was going to be, he was going to make it all right. Right. So I just stood on that. and. So what did you do in those those quiet places when you were alone, what helped you to get through? I cried and prayed, cried and prayed. And just, I like to think of the happier time that mm -hmm. we had, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that got me through a lot. And she left some instructions for me to do. Mm -hmm. She said, now I'm not saying that something's going to happen to me, but we don't never know. So she gave me um, a song to listen to. So I would listen to the song or I might go back and read what you uh, wrote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know, just to feel close to it or whatever. Yeah. 
but um, I just try to keep it as simple as possible. Cause whenever you try to do, I do what God got planned. Yeah, that, that's when you gonna really, you know what I'm saying? Woo! So hey, I just try to stay within my means. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, man, I like that mm-hmm. because it's real. Yeah, you know, a lot of times in life, bro, people make it seem like brothers ain't got no feelings right that you know we we do have to deal alone a lot mm-hmm. of times and, and and in your case that's pretty much what you did yeah. um but you went to god mm-hmm. you weren't alone nah, I wasn't alone. And, and i'm pretty sure you had folks looking out for you oh, too yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah y'all were there for me but uh that that emotional spiritual comfort it really it, to me it sounded mm-hmm. like it really came from your alone time with God oh yeah mm-hmm. so did you learn anything about yourself through the situation yeah I learned that uh, I don't always listen that way <laughs> so I need I, uh, I found out I need to work on that a little bit right as far as like I didn't really know all that. Like I already knew, you know, I'm a little spiritual, but I didn't realize how spiritual I was mm-hmm. until I had that relationship, that that small time of frame with God. You know what I'm saying? I was right. like, oh man. So, this is what I'm missing out on. You right. Know what I'm saying? Right. So I need to I need to be doing this more often instead of, you know, looking, looking at stuff I do. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the wrong stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I learned like. There's nothing in this world that I should put before God. Mm. Cause look, look what He did. He spared my family. You know what right. I'm saying? He kept us together. Right. Kept me sane. Kept the kids from going nuts. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I owe Him more than any, like more than I can give. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause He really did look out for us. So. Man, that's beautiful, dog. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Just to pivot, just to tell you, I, I I truly appreciate you sharing that, bro. Oh yeah. Um. But when it comes to those lessons, um, even from work, from from building your faith, what is, and it you might not even thought about this, but what is your particular outlook for the future? What are you looking forward towards? What are you seeing? Down the road, five years from now, bro. Hmm. Five years from now. Hmm. I know. I'm hoping to be better uh, as a family. Mm-hmm. Better family oriented, where we spend more time, maybe traveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be better, well off, financially also. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get a house soon. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, it's so, come. Oh yeah, so you know the, the normal stuff, right? Just the 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 family, the picture, the image being more clear, mm-hmm. being more fulfilled. Yeah, you know, I got you, dog. Mm-hmm. I, because working at GP, we we spending more time there than anything. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember one time. Michaela said, hey, Dad, can we go such and such? And before I could answer, she said, I know, I know. You got to go to work. 
Mm. Kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh, man. But I want nothing really I could do because I got to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now we won't be having that conversation no more because I'm off more now. Right, you know right, saying? right. Your schedule's uh, got some so a lot more open spaces mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Man, that's beautiful, man. And you ain't got that mandatory overtime. <laughs> they say it ain't mandatory until it's time to work it. Then right. now, it's not mandatory. Now it's okay. every time. Hold yeah, up. You know what I'm saying? Hold up. Y'all said in the interview that we <laughs> might have overtime here and there. This is every day now. Okay. Right. No, that's wild, bro. Mm-hmm. Could you explain that? Like how that worked? Just, you ain't, ain't got to say who it was, the company. Okay. But when you went through the interview process, how did that happen, bro? Um. When they were talking about overtime. They, this is what they said. They said um, they got an overtime list and they go by the overtime list. They said you might have overtime uh, maybe three or four days, maybe. Yeah. But uh, but it ain't mandatory. That's what they said. It's not mandatory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they ain't tell you you only can refuse it twice and then you're gone. You know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, <laughs> you learn that when you get on when you get over there and start saying, "No, nah, I don't want to do it." Like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. So you telling me they said they asked if you were interested in overtime to get on the list? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! You get put on the list regardless. Oh, you, you on the list yeah, regardless. Regardless, you get put on that list regardless. And then it just go down the list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. And for about for the last what three years? Mm-hmm. Three, four, yeah, about three years. Overtime been about every day. Yep, about every day. So you had to work over. Mm-hmm. You either coming in early at three o'clock. Well, for I'm on first shift. Mm-hmm. You either coming in early. At you three. was. You was yeah. on first shift. Yeah, I was on first shift. You ain't there no more. Oh no, nah, uh. <laughs> but uh, first shift, you go in at three mm-hmm. and get off at whatever time. You know, they say you can go. What was the regular time to get off? Um, about three forty-five, four o'clock. So twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then if you had overtime, then what? No, nah, that is overtime. Oh, you talking about without the, uh, yeah, without, overtime. the overtime. without overtime? Yeah, about three thirty, four o'clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you um, but if you had to come in early, that's three o'clock in the morning, and then if you had to stay over, that's seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So you're working seven to seven, or three to three. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. It was wilding, bro. Yeah. And then sometimes if you come in early, right? Mm-hmm. Never if you stay over. Only if you come in early. Yeah, let's say uh, the boy messed up some loads and stuff, right? So now it might take you a couple more hours to get through the loads and stuff. So now you're working, what, 14 hours, 15 hours. You know what I'm saying? Then still had to come in the next day at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about that. Nah, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your state of mind, your work, Workplace to home ratio, it's all important towards your mental health. Mm-hmm. If you ain't looking at calculating how long you're going to be at a facility or working or on your computer, you got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to become a prisoner to the job. Yep. You know, like a lot of times we work. And we do it so that we can provide for our families. As mm-hmm. man, that's that's pretty much what we we centered on, right? right? But whenever you're working for something that you're not even a part of anymore, mm. 
it's almost like you miss everything just so that you can pay for it. Yep. That ain't living, bro. Mm-mm. That ain't living. And for for anybody out there that's in a situation that's looking for more, want want to figure out how they can get out. First off, seek God. Mm-hmm. Clean up your resume. Mm-hmm. And seek after guidance from God. Your exit. Mm-hmm. Your exit. Because you can find you another job. Yeah. Some, somebody always hiring. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have certain education, you can take trades. You can learn, take classes. You can get up out of there. Mm-hmm. And then, plus, you look at the internet game. There's so much money out there. Mm-hmm. You can get you some bread. Trust me, you can get you some bread. Don't be a prisoner to the job, man. Cause you gotta live life, man. You know, like you said, man. Like we, why not travel? Yeah. Why not see see the world? Why not mm-hmm. experience something? Because time is literally way more valuable than any money. Time. We, cause when we work, that's what we're selling. We're not working for money. We're selling our time for money. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're doing. And this is not to bash jobs or anything. Cause I still work one myself, <laughs> working on my exit strategy. I know that's right. But um, you have to work that job, but get paid the most that you possibly can. Maximize your earning potential. Cause if you if you're gonna work anyway. Why not get paid more? Right. Mm-hmm. Why not get paid more? If you working uh, forty hours a week for five dollars an hour, why not get paid seven? Right. Why not get paid eighteen? Mm-hmm. If you got the ability to skill, why not get paid fifteen? Mm-hmm. Go forward, chase after it. We cannot limit ourselves to what other people say is possible for us. We cannot limit ourselves to even what we think is possible for us. Mm-hmm. We have to expand our minds and reach and go for more. Not in a uh, cocky way, not in a, a a a boastful way. But we are the time that we got is valuable, and if you're not maximizing that time by living. A life of love, living a life filled with the Spirit of God, living a life filled with with your family and create memories. What are you doing? Right. Let's not waste it. Mm-mm. Let's not waste. Let's not waste any of it. Mm-hmm. Let's learn from our past and take that and make better decisions. Yeah. Hey, because as far as the job. Mm-hmm. Whatever talent you do got, they gonna they gonna try to use your talent yes, sir. and pay you less money as they can. Yes, because uh, at my last job, GP, they all <laughs> uh, they always have us doing this extra stuff, mm-hmm. and will never give us the you know the extra pay to come along with. Right, because I guess in their mind, hey, if I can get him to do this, then I ain't got to pay this guy thirty dollars to do it because they gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? For what twenty dollars an hour? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, know your worth and don't settle. Don't settle. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Let's push. Let's go. Let's grow. Mm-hmm. Um, bruh, do you have any uh, t- 
topics on your mind that you want to talk about in particular? Yeah, man, I want to... I want to uh, help the, our younger generation to become like better people than we are now because I can see where it's headed at, mm-hmm. and I know the song say "Children are our future." Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So I, well, I, I wish we could like get something together where we can help them mentally and physically prepare them, prepare them for what's coming. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because right now they probably think. Lots of cupcakes and lollipops and stuff. We need to get them where, like, you know, like, I, don't, I ain't going to say we were raised the best in the world, right. but I think we, we were better prepared than what they trying to do for them. Yeah. See, right now they getting them to, like, to be lab rats, playing on, you know, computers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But what if all that fails? Mm. Then what are they going to do? They're right. going to be lost. They're yeah. going to be looking for the next computer. Hey, there ain't going to be no next computer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I, I I would tell them more when they always uh you know you know the church uh the dudes the church we like come together and like, get all the young folks and just like teach them different stuff you know what I'm right. saying I was thinking like since you real good with tactical stuff and like um, preparing for stuff right you can teach you know you teach us that um deep teach us how to work on stuff and right. like that you know like cars and stuff yeah. like. and um, you know pastor and uh, Mallory. They can do the whole spiritual thing. Barry, do the mm. whole spiritual thing. Like, hey, guys, yes, phys- being physical is good, but still mentally and spiritually, I kinda, I think that kind of coexists. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, I want mine doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, so what if there was, like, a, a program? Yeah. Like a, a, a course, a program? That taught these type of things. Do you think that'll be something? Yeah. Like, what would what, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what would be something dope to be in in a course like that for the younger generation coming up, or even people like right behind us, mm-hmm. you know, that need that extra. What, what kind of stuff you talking about teaching, dog? Huh. Preparation. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to stay prepared. Right. Um. What else? So I got y'all. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, something dealing with mental, mm-hmm. spiritual, um, financial because yeah, ain't no way around that. One. You yeah, know you got to have that bread, though, mm-hmm. and you got to be responsible with that bread. Yup. Yeah, I just want y'all to know, man. I got like. Something in the works for all that. Oh yeah. Yes sir. Oh yeah. Yes sir. See man, you done made me a little commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling Mo, I was telling Mo, yeah. um, all that man, because they really gonna, you know what I'm saying? The way people going away from here now. Yeah. Hey, we can't learn from the old folks no more because they, they, they back on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The generations that raised us, they are. Mm-hmm. They heading up out of here, or they've got so so elderly that now they done got soft. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't that, that's usually what happened anyway. You know what I mean? As we age, we we start to get more lighthearted. We start to not you know necessarily be warriors, mm-hmm. but 
the ability to work, the ability to grind, the ability to see a need, like you say, mm-hmm. and fill the gap. That's what we need more of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I really do got something in, in the works, and we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, I'll let y'all know about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, most definitely, bro, um, conversation is one of the most powerful tools because we get to have my thoughts and your thoughts cross. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I might not be thinking about a thing, but you bring something on the table, and now it's got me moving. It's got me changing direction. And vice versa. Like, that's the power of conversation. But an issue with just conversation is people have the tendency to start living in a zone of debates where they don't actually do anything. And that's that's sad to me. You know, so we talk about it. Talk about it, get an action plan, and then get to word of the year, y'all. Work. Mm-hmm. It's time to get to work. So, without further ado, you know, I'm going to close us out. You got anything on your heart that you lead, you know, you led Phil to say to the world? Any messages? Okay. Well, till next time, stay positive, stay productive. And remember, ain't nothing wasted. Everything that you've been through can be used to get you to what you're about to go through next. Accept the challenge. Accept the push. Accept the battle. Because your victory is just on the other side. Till next time. Lights out. Chill.